Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, this is Power Card, a.k.a. Project Pat, and you're listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, the best Ravens podcast on the planet. Welcome uh, to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. It is Monday, November 5th. My name is Jake Luke, and I'm a very happy boy right now, joined by another happy boy. I'm a happy boy. You can call me happy boy. We are happy boys. Yes, sir. Yeah, so big win, Ravens, uh, Sunday Night Football, first home primetime game of the year, uh, welcoming in the old New England Patriots, their old rival from back in the day. Uh Patriots coming into the game at were they eight and zero or seven and zero? I think they were. Eight, I think they were 7-0. eight and zero. Eight and zero. Yeah, so they were eight and zero coming into the game undefeated. Uh, Ravens were wearing the black uh, black jerseys, you know, telling everyone to dress in black because it's a, a funeral for their undefeated record, and that's what it wound up being. They were six feet under, and I'm going to go ahead and say that Patrick Owasso. Going ahead on a blitz, giving the old gladiator, are you not entertained after? That gets me so hyped up. He has the sickest celebration of any defender. That got me going. We saw Gus Edwards get rolling in this game. The Ravens invested all this money in, you know, the lights flickering, kind of like Yankee Stadium when they hit a home run. And God forbid the NFL give the let me just let me just break it down this way. Don't give the Ravens primetime home games. It's a useless game. Just make them play on the road or don't give them to them because they're going to smack you in the mouth, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I think I saw uh, Banks from Barstool made a a good point about how they uh, 
maybe part of the reason they don't get them is, is because they went real heavy on the bullshit chance like several years back and uh, very true yeah, wow they, they i didn't kinda, even think about that yeah so they kind of don't you know like that kind of behavior so maybe that's part of the reason why i just think it's because they've been a boring team and you know math you know just works out that they didn't have many but i think this was as good a reason as any to make a case for more primetime games to be uh here in baltimore because the environment was awesome the game itself was great and uh it was a result that pretty much everyone outside of the greater new england area was hoping for yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you can't basically deny Lamar Jackson. He Oh, you can did, still do it, did, but you, you're just not going to look very smart. Exactly. Dude was 17 of 23, ran for 61 yards, did it when he needed to, skated out of bounds, three touchdowns. I mean, we saw Gus get going. Mark Ingram can – I mean, I should have been Mark Ingram for Halloween because that's a scary motherfucker. Yeah. He has the visor on. He's busting through tackles. I mean, how smart can Eric DaCosta truly be? What is his Wonderlick score? Like 4,312? Like, sign the dude for $15 million and he's perfect. I mean, he is what you need to accompany Lamar Jackson. It was just, holy mother of God, man. It was just beautiful. I mean, how are we feeling? Give us, give me a breakdown through your day. Take me through it. So my day was, I wasn't going as hard as you, I don't think. I had a late night out in Westminster at a, a friend's. Oh, uh, the old Westminster. Yeah, oh, no. At a friend's uh, like family party or something and probably had a couple too many bevs. Uh, and so I was pretty hungover today. Um, so I, I went over to Towson with my buddy who I, we got the tickets with and we just kind of chilled. Then we went down around six o'clock, had a little bit of tailgating in. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, there's people everywhere. It was maybe the most crowded I've seen the area surrounding the stadium in a long time. Right. And, uh, yeah, the tailgate was cool. Uh, we got in there. I had club level seats, actually, which was sick. Um they have you know different amenities and stuff in there that was cool and i had never actually seen them so uh that was definitely a interesting part of the night and one that worked out pretty well for me uh but yeah overall just a, a pretty great day it was awesome man and you're you hit the nail on the head i haven't seen the stadium with this much energy since ray lewis retired i mean it was heyday it was ravens football it was like baltimore is on one blackout the end zone was hashtag podcast beatdown sick um it was dope and i mean great experience game day wise and i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna give some respect to like patriots fans and just generally boston area fans there were so many of them there were and they're not i mean they can be pricks sure just the same way that any other set of fans can be but i like talking with boston fans i feel like they are among the like i guess you want to say smartest but just like most actually like involved fans of the Celtics and the Red Sox and the, you know, Bruins and the Patriots and all that stuff. They're fun to talk to. And they like know what your team's doing a little bit. And I don't know. That's just been my experience personally. Maybe you guys are thinking that they're assholes, whatever, but I like Patriots fans. I like Boston fans. I feel like they're fun. They're fun to talk smack with. They're fun to like get into it with and stuff. And they're especially fun to watch the Ravens go 17. Oh, on. And then, I mean, they barely, escaped with a little muffed punty from the old Gilman boy, but their ass got hand to him on a silver platter and hell yeah. 
yeah definitely um yeah i mean i i do like pats fans uh to a good bit i think they're they're a funny bunch but uh i did have this one guy that was sitting behind us that just kept saying he's not a quarterback he's not a quarterback the entire game (laughs) and it was like starting to get annoying it's like dude you guys are getting your ass the funny thing is that he's right he's an alien he's not a quarterback he's a freaking superstar alien yeah so he was like what is a quarterback like baker mayfield because <laughs> I mean, I'll take my running back or whatever. Yeah, instance. I'll take my kicker and my running back over whoever the fuck you want to put against him. Yeah, I don't know. So that was a little bit annoying, but it is what it is. He was just lashing out because he was mad. Um, but yeah, you know, it. I guess going into the game proper, they so they start out. Uh, they receive the ball on offense. The Ravens march right yep. down the field. Lamar runs it in with a little disrespectful dance into the end zone. Oh, my God. The dirty boy. He was so disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, that was that was rough. I, I think Belichick probably uh, was not too not too impressed with all that that scenario. But that, I think he was. I think he was a little bit impressed. And there were rumors back in the day that the Patriots wanted Lamar Jackson. Impressed is the wrong word. I think I just mean like he probably wasn't too happy with his defense. There. Yeah, he was probably cussing up a storm. He's a I've been seeing all these videos lately. I don't know if you've seen the stuff floating around Twitter just because the Patriots are like in our stratosphere because we're playing them. But like Belichick is a grade A shit talker. Yeah, there's that one video that uh, kind of goes around at this time of year a lot when they play uh, with him and Derek Mason kind of jawing at each other, which was always funny. When uh, There's that one, and then Tony Gonzalez, who just went into the Hall of Fame, was uh, like, he just did a quick one, and it was floating around Twitter, and he was like, yeah, you know, I didn't really play against Belichick that much. I played against him on the Chiefs a couple times, and then, you know, took over, and I was rolling up the sideline, and I hear someone mutter under their breath. And they said, you know, hey, Gonzalez, why don't you go fucking block? And I look around and and no one's looking at me and I'm looking to the sideline like, who the hell said that? And I realized it was Belichick. And I was like, oh, yeah, coach. Yeah, you want me to block? And he was like, get the fuck out of my face. Go block somebody. I don't care if you can catch. And that is just so hilarious to me. (laughs) Yeah, it does sound a little bit out of character for him. But so you score that first touchdown, then... What was it a three and out immediately after? I'm pretty sure it was, correct? Yes. yes yeah. So yes. three and out, punt, then you drive down again, and then you pound it in. Was it Edwards? So I believe it was ten nothing to start. It was okay, field so goal. Fe- yeah, field, field goal. Yeah, you're right. Gave the ball back to him. Then Edwards ten to nothing. And I I just want to say I love you guys, Edwards. You're great, and he has such great balance, and he just looks so good, and I'm happy that he got to punch one in on prime time. So a couple people will get to see and recognize and be like, damn, that Gus Edwards guy, because he deserves it, man. He's a he's a blue-collar just back, like a, a horse, and I appreciate him getting that, and I'm glad that he got that opportunity and was able to score and you know celebrate. So I'm sure he's feeling good. He deserves it, and I'm happy for him. Him and Ingram were awesome, but I'm happy for Gus Edwards. I feel like he's kind of you know the varsity blues guy where you know he he goes from the 20 to the 20, and then Ingram kind of takes over and gets the touchdowns and the glory, which is fine because Ingram's great in the red zone. But good for you, Gus Edwards. Proud of you. That's all. Yeah, so it, it kind of essentially all culminated in them jumping out to a 17 nothing lead, uh, which 
you know, it was amazing at the at the time, but you obviously are always afraid of Brady uh, sort of coming back, and your fears are sort of realized when Cyrus Jones, <coughs> excuse me, when Cyrus Jones muffs a punt. Uh, and then the right. Patriots promptly score a touchdown. Then they score another one. They just kept scoring unanswered. And it was like, all right, is this going to be a rough second half or what's going to happen? They did here? what the Patriots do. They took advantage of the opportunities they were given. Yeah, pretty much. And the Ravens were giving them to them. Ingram fumbled another one away that led to them scoring a touchdown. So it was uh, honestly, it probably couldn't or it probably could have been even more of a blowout if not for the Ravens sort of shooting themselves in the foot at certain points in the first half. Oh, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, uh, I don't know what it is. If <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to say, I don't know if the NFL is fixed or what the hell's going on. Yeah, that's but probably Julian it. Edelman just drops the damn ball again. And guess who picks it up? Marlon Humphrey. And, scoots boots and poots all the way down he's holding the ball out like he's Dion freaking sanders which he basically is at this point i mean the dude is incredible and that's his second touchdown all of a sudden marlon humphrey is like a touchdown hawk and that puts the ravens up 24 to 13 and i mean the patriots just aren't a team it feels like that can come back like if they get out ahead good luck they can be methodical. They can be accurate. All that good stuff. Uh, but, you know, Edelman drops the ball and Judon and Humphrey run it all the way back. And all of a sudden it's 24 to 13 and the Patriots have to press. And it just looked ugly and uncomfortable with the Patriots trying to press. It looked like they were, you know, not able to push the ball downfield. Brady wasn't sure what was going on downfield. Like if it's beyond five yards, I mean, I think Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Give him all the accolades. But yikes, man, he was getting assaulted. And the Ravens defense did not make it easy by any means, um, especially there's a lot of Brandon Carr playing safety and he looked like a natural. He looked fantastic. Him and Chuck Clark and Earl rotating through. Incredible. Just great all the way around. Yeah, I mean, that touchdown by Humphrey was unreal. It kind of didn't even feel like it was real in the moment. Like, I remember, you know, it gets jarred loose. I'm thinking it's incomplete. He picks it up and just starts running. Nobody whistles. And then I don't know what came over me, but I just stood up and held, like, both my arms up like this. Like, like I was doing the, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained, baby? Yeah, and I was just kind of, like, standing, like, in complete shock and, like, didn't even really celebrate it because it was just like, holy shit, did that just really happen? And right. It and uh, some of the other plays that were made begs the question, is the Ravens defense back? Are they back? I love you to death. You're the best. Stupid, stupid question. Yes, they are back. They are smart. And they were communicating. They weren't, you know, letting up huge plays. They weren't missing, you know, tackles and they were rallying to the ball and they let up a couple chunk plays here and there, whatever. And I mean, they stood up pretty tall and down in some difficult situations and uh, were able to kind of hold momentum from the offense. But yeah, the Ravens defense is back. It looks good. It looks back in black ACDC, baby. Let's go. Is it just the new players that have been acquired? Or are they like doing things differently? I think it's the new players allow Wink to do what he actually wants to do. Okay, fair enough. It's so the most basic. Form. They let Wink be free. I think that 
Owasso not being Mike. I, it, it's it's Josh Bynes. I'm going to go ahead and just say it's Josh Bynes and the secondary being healthy together. Um, it allows Wick to call whatever he wants. It allows him to to be exotic and that 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 word that everybody loves to use exotic and great and, you know, confusing. And I mean, Brady had clean pockets. He was sitting in for a hot second. He was pump faking, double faking, hesitating. He threw a couple lasers here and there. And I mean, looked good, but also looked uncomfortable a lot of the time. And that's going straight out to wink. I mean, with Peters and Ward and Ford and Bynes and Smith coming back and all this stuff. He stifled Tom Brady, and I'm, I'm I'm giving the game ball to Wink. I mean, he really took advantage of it. So I'm happy as hell with Ravens defense. I feel like it's what we thought they would be at the beginning of the year, and it was foolish. You weren't that way. You definitely weren't that way, Jake. You were aware, and you knew that there was going to be some issues. I felt like the Ravens defense was not going to have fall off, and they did. And – I felt it through the first four weeks. It was obvious and they got it together recently. So they're back, baby. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't think that the issues were going to be as bad as they were in the first couple of weeks. So I don't want to give myself too much credit there. But yeah, definitely. I thought it was going to be much different than it's been the last several years. They're still kind of building the unit up, but they're looking as good as they've looked since last season, I think. And uh, I think throwing Peters and Jimmy Smith into the mix is huge because it allows those other guys to kind of do their own thing. Back in the secondary, you see Earl Thomas get a pick. You see Marlon Humphrey recover another fumble it feels like he recovers fumbles every game and score a touchdown which he's done twice dude he's a hawk now two weeks in a row now that he scored a touchdown so yeah pretty pretty damn good effort by the defense i don't think uh they walk out of there uh with a win with them um not performing the way that they did but yeah also i mean the offense carried the load too it wasn't like a classic ravens game where it's like one side is just gonna do their thing and the other side is gonna look completely lost it was a complete team win uh complete with mark ingram having a ton of highlights he looked freaking amazing he had that really long run on the second drive that set up the edwards touchdown i believe or the uh third drive that set up the edwards touchdown he had lamar out there putting people in a blender looking like he was back at the wizard's place just doing his thing so (laughs) it was it was pretty sick it was incredible, man. Um, uh, another player that really stood out to me was Jihad Ward. He has a big sack, and he's he reminds me of Chris Canty. He's huge. He can move. Loved Canty. Nobody loved he, Chris Canty more than me. Nobody loved Chris Canty more than Jake Luke. Nobody. Oh, yeah. But he reminds me of, like, you know, that, that big clogging presence that's – a little bit athletic and can move and actually will get the hell off of a block where like Brett urban is great. And I loved him and he, you know, he blocked some kicks and stuff, but he couldn't get off a block and Jihad Ward is mobile, but he's also huge. So I feel like the Colts are just idiots for letting him be claimed by the Ravens. I feel like incredible seal. He was great. Looked so mobile, and he's the type of player, and you know me, you weren't as critical, Jake. You were confident in what the Ravens had, and I was more critical of uh, them not making a move to get some depth as, as the trade deadline passed, but he's able to slide all around, and if that's the case, I understand the move fully. So in Eric DaCosta, 
there's a reason you're a general manager and I'm a drunk podcaster because he looked awesome, slid all around, all kinds of good stuff. The Ravens created pressure in weird ways and they were fooling Tom Brady, man. The dude's 42 years old. He's seen it all. He's been doing it for literally 18, 19 years and the Ravens were confusing him. And I mean, he punted Earl Thomas the ball. And for me, that's... That's that's third pick. You know I'm counting the second one that was Tony Jefferson. Sorry to sorry to bring it up when he tore his knee, but I'm counting that pick. That was ET3's third. And let's go. That's all. Earl Thomas picking off Tom Brady is why we got why the Ravens got him. Let's go. Yeah, that was an awesome play because uh Brady was just kind of it was a huge third down and 10. Brady was looking like he didn't, you know, know what was going on. He's scrambling to his right and you just know that Basically, the play is one at that point, and then he just heaves one up, and nobody was even within the area code but Thomas. Right. And it just fell into his hands, so that was pretty awesome. It was sick, man. I mean, he tracked it right down, and just to... Just the overall experience it played into of the drama and, you know, being a football fan and watching the Ravens draft Lamar Jackson and uh, the the way that everything has transpired and created interest in an organization that has been lackluster as far as entertainment value, to be honest, and watching Jackson, who is now 12 and three over his first 15 starts, not including the Chargers. So he's 12 and four there. Um, create fun for fans and energy and livelihood. And, you know, I'm sure that the, the Ravens organization loves it, loves the revenue and the ticket sales and all that stuff. But it's fun. It's fun to be a Ravens fan right now. It was a fun game to watch. And, Two hell yes, hell yeah, hell yeah. It was it was great. As if on cue of you saying that, the team just tweeted out a video of Marshall Yonda grabbing Eric DaCosta by the like legs and arms and just flipping him up into the air and like twirling him around. And DaCosta's a he's a masked guy. He's a he's a New England boy. So he got to smack him down. And DaCosta's made some crazy moves, man. He's a mad scientist back there. There was the Wizard of Oz, and now I feel like we got the the alchemist, the uh, you know the the mad scientist. He's doing some weird stuff. He's bringing Bynes in. He's bringing Ford in. He's bringing Ward in. He's getting Peters, and uh, we haven't really gotten Eisenberg. to see a true DaCosta draft yet. And that's going to be exciting to see. While well, he's got some some front loaded ammo, and see what that looks like like in a few months and that's obviously going to be a big part of our offseason as there's not shit else to talk about but um, I'm excited and I'm happy and what was your favorite moment Jake what was your favorite moment of today as a whole the most surreal thing I can remember uh, happening in a long time was when Lamar ran in his second touchdown it's 37-20 the game is pretty much over and the MVP chance broke out and I just got goosebumps i was like holy shit like we have an mvp candidate for real and he just basically had what you would consider an mvp moment beating the best team in the league in the league in his own house in front of his fans and uh, having a really awesome game so i think the mvp chants were pretty sick i posted a video of them to the uh, podcast twitter account for uh, hell yeah and it got picked up by the ravens uh, spanish twitter account which was kind of funny. espanol yeah um, it was fun, man, and I'm happy that the Ravens got to use their little flickery lights. You seem really Those, fixated on that. They were cool. I don't know. It's cheesy and stupid, but I like appreciate it. Um, I thought that like my I'm happy for Peanut. 
I'm happy for Peanut. He got to go back to Will, and it feels like he was jumping all around, and he was like making hits and making plays and forcing fumbles and you know breaking up passes and stuff. And I feel like he had a really rough go of things, and the Ravens still kept like very high confidence in him. And he's been out the last couple of weeks, and uh, it was just it was just fun watching him have the energy. And he gave the Are you not entertained? And dude's jacked. And when he does that, I'm just like, Let's go. Um, I don't know. This was just, this was the biggest win. It was the biggest win since what? Uh, regular season wise since what? Patriots 2012. The Tory Smith game. Has, has to be, right? Yeah, it feels like it, definitely. Although I think that team had even bigger expectations than this one, so it might even be bigger, honestly. Right. I mean, that a lot of people were pointing out the Browns game last year. Supposed to do stuff. Yeah, I think people were pointing out the Browns game last year. I think that team was, or that game, you know, the Ravens were kind of expected to win that one, and they did, and it was awesome. But in terms of like magnitude of taking down a big time opponent, you know, when they're ripe for getting picked off, uh, yeah, I think it's got to be the biggest uh, win. I agree. I agree fully with that sentiment, and it was crazy. I mean, they had the Pats third and 25 at points when they had the little Rex Burkhead screen. That was a whole ordeal. And, um, I mean, they forced turnovers and it was wow. Just wow. The energy was palpable and fun. It was fun to be a Ravens fan again, man. And it's, it, it, it hasn't been confident and fun in a while. And that's the biggest takeaway for me. It's fun. It's happening. The Ravens can beat anybody. They're going to lose some games, whatever it happens, but they're 53 strong Harbaugh. I mean, got to give a shout out to Johnny because this team was prepared to go slay them. And the Patriots are, of course, I mean, I'm going to give them a little bit of a break. They played three games in 13 days and this Ravens team is physical and the Pats, I mean, had it 17, 13 at one point on the road in prime time, but long story short, don't put the Ravens at home in primetime or the NFL will be on notice. That's all. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, it is a fun time to be a Ravens fan, which is a weird thing to say. They now moved uh, six and two heading into the second half of the season. And it's a tough second half, but a lot of people probably would have circled this game as one of the toughest ones. So the fact that they get it out of the way with a resounding win uh, feels pretty huge. Uh, traveling to Cincinnati to take on the fighting Ryan Finley's uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which should be sick. Um, yeah, so they rip off two wins in a row at Seattle versus New England. Would you have predicted that going into the season? I definitely would not have. Hell no. I'm happy to take one. I'm happy to take one. I'm not surprised if they lose both. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I don't think I would have predicted either one, to be honest, and I don't think I did looking back. So... I'm glad that they've proven me wrong uh, in both of those instances, and uh, I will certainly accept the result because they have proven to be uh, way more legit through the first half of the season than I maybe even thought they were going to be. And uh, not to bury the lead, but I think we already hit on this just a little bit that the Brownies dropped their game in Denver to drop them to two and six. So you, you really hate to see that. But you love to watch it go. I'm I'm shocked. I mean, I put money on the Browns to win. I thought they were going to annihilate you Brandon Allen. I don't, I don't know who the hell Brandon Allen is. I uh, 
I'm going to say this and you can call me dumb, whatever. I don't care. He looked like Steve freaking young dude is quick and a white boy and was rolling out, getting nine yards when he needed to like all kinds of stuff. And the Browns are not good. I think we're reaching. I think we're reaching a critical mass point of Allen's at quarterback. Oh my God. The Allen's are annihilating Allen wise. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but definitely, yeah, so the Browns are just not good. They're not good, and the Steelers are 4-4, four and four, and yeah, it feels dirty. It feels like they have this dirty 4-4, four and four and they're like – it feels yeah. like a Ravens 4-4 four and four, kind of. Yeah, it does. They, they feel a little scummy. Um, Mason Rudolph, not very good, I don't think. No, um, pitiful. Yeah, I mean, I really think they probably would have lost if Jacoby Brissett hadn't got hurt, and they probably should have lost anyway. Uh, but old, good old Adam Vinatieri, uh, the alleged greatest <laughs> kicker of all time. Good old Adam Vinatieri. Pushing one a mile to the left and just losing that game for the Colts at the gun. He has missed five kicks of sorts in the last two weeks and one of them he made which was a game winner he missed two field goals one extra point and made a game winner last week today he missed a field goal and then missed a game winner and you got to feel bad for the fighting jacoby Brissett, frank reichs um what what did you did you see exactly what happened with Brissett? i have not uh yeah he i think he got like rolled up on so it's like an ankle uh, potentially knee thing, but I think he's going to be like okay long term. But so maybe if they I think make it was like a, wild a sprain, card, he'll be good to go. Yeah, it was like a sprain of some kind. Yikes! Yep, not good. Yeah, and then looking around, otherwise the Bengals were off. Ravens got the Bengals next week. Steelers have some moxie for sure. They have a ton of moxie, Their especially defense defensively. Their defense is great. It's really, you know, Megan Fitzpatrick's had, I think, four picks and a forced fumble and a recovered fumble. Um, they're fun. Their defense is fun to watch in a way, which is like weird to say because usually people just straight up don't watch to watch defense. But like Bud Dupree made a couple plays today. TJ Watt was getting in the backfield. And I think they have, you know, a little bit of good chemistry. They're a young nucleus of defenders. And they're going to give the Ravens some trouble potentially down the road in a couple weeks. Um, but I'm excited. Again, I'm going to say for the thousandth time, Ravens get to play the Texans coming up, the 49ers coming up, the Rams coming up, the Steelers coming up, the Bills. Uh, a lot of good matchups, a lot of entertainment value. And like we were saying, I mean, Lamar Jackson is the literal king of entertainment right now in the NFL. I, I mean, who else is more entertaining? Christian McCaffrey, maybe. I'm 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 gonna go ahead and say that you know if I want to get box office revenue I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with LJ8 right there and uh, him dumping the ball off to good old Nick Boyle. Let's talk about that for a second. Nick Boyle broke the NFL record for most receptions without a touchdown in this game and got that hay in the barn, baby. Good for Nick Boyle. Love the dude. Glad the Ravens have three awesome tight ends. Andrews made a couple huge plays. Hurst didn't do a ton this game, but holy mother of God, Nick Boyle got in the end zone, baby. Let's go. Yeah, he uh, looked like he was legitimately like emotional about it, too, which is kind of cool. Uh, you don't really think about that kind of stuff with these guys sometimes, but uh, it means a lot to them. So it was very cool to see him rumble into the end zone uh, there to help put the icing on the cake in this one. So uh clutch play by Boyle there. And uh, I was very happy for him as well. 
Absolutely. And he deserves it. He is an unsung hero, as Vasily Larikos would love to point out. Um, another huge play was third and five when the Ravens were up 24 to 20. And uh, LJ kind of just gave Mark Andrews some faith and he took advantage of it and then came back second and four to Pat Ricard. Had a little catch, got a first down. So the four horsemen were were steamrolling. Um, that drive ended up fizzling out a little bit, but moved the ball down to fourth and four and did a little a little rollout, dished it off, and kept the chains moving. This this game plan was outstanding. This was Greg Roman's best game by far. Uh, and I feel like the Patriots played a little bit too much of the Ravens game. They didn't run the cover zero stuff. They were scared of Lamar running, I guess. Um, didn't, you know, load the box like they have against other teams. So I think that the Patriots ended up playing more of the Ravens game than they should have. Uh, and it ended up being the Lamar show. I mean, 22 years old, Heisman winner, hell of a rookie year in, in ways, left a lot to be desired at the same time. Played mistake-free football on Sunday night in front of Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. He was a point guard. He was a distributor. He didn't turn the ball over. He ran. He got out of bounds. He slid. He got first downs. It was it was gold. It was gold. It was peak what the Ravens hoped to get in Lamar Jackson when they drafted him. And I mean, I'm I'm tooting his horn as much as I ever have. I've always we're both huge LJ guys, but what the hell, man? That was, I mean, best young quarterback performance other than Mahomes I've seen in the last two years. And that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, definitely. And it's not in the conventional way, like with Mahomes, where you're getting four passing touchdowns. But it's a different kind of thing where he's making plays with his, with his arm and his legs, uh, two rushing touchdowns on the night, one passing to Boyle. And uh, yeah, just, you know, a huge, huge uh, MVP effort, I think, from him. So uh, it's absolutely I think um, him being in that conversation is something that I don't even know if I really envisioned. I thought he was going to have a good year, but nothing quite to that extent. So it's really cool to see him, uh, see him in that kind of mix because God knows we've never seen that with quarterbacks around Baltimore before. Or any player ever. Yeah. Jamal, Jamal Lewis is the only one and he was running back and was it, you know, quite, you know, he's the MVP. Um, he wasn't, you know, the driving force of an offense that is scoring points like this. This is now the number one scoring offense in the NFL again, halfway through the year. The Patriots defense was vaunted and all the accolades in the world and not taking anything away from them, but I'm giving all the good stuff to the Ravens offense. Um, they're the only offense in the NFL that has put up. Well, the only team, not necessarily offense, but only team in the NFL that's put up 20 points every game uh, through week nine so far. So they're number one and they're tough. Greg, I feel like Greg Roman turned a little bit of a corner with I have Mark Ingram and I have Ricard and Boyle and Andrews and Hurst and they are big, bad boys and they're going to dominate. And I feel like Ingram was on a different level tonight than we've seen as Ingram in Baltimore. He was a force. He was making dudes miss. He was getting out into space and getting all kinds of chunk plays and all that good stuff. So 
fun to watch, man, all the way through. Yeah, Ingram was sick. I was interested in the use of uh, Hollywood Brown. It looks like he might still be kind of hurt because he was not out there for right. every play. Uh, but he did have a nice impact on the game. He had like a little end around uh, fake pitch type thing that gained a ton of yards early in the uh, early in the game. He also had a nice uh, chain moving catch, I think, on the first drive. That was a really nice catch after Lamar was throwing off off center uh, about to get sacked. So he had a nice return effort, I think. And as he gets healthier, I think he's going to get even better. Absolutely. And he kind of I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit concerned about Hollywood, um, his durability. It it, it it worries me. He's so good, and I want him to reach his potential. And he hit, I feel like he doesn't even need to reach his potential. I feel like he's at his potential when he's playing. But durability's definitely come into question at this point. And he had a nice little slant, like you mentioned, and moved the chains and scooted right by the pass defense. Um, I want him to be healthy, and I'm worried about it. That's that's the only bad takeaway from the last week or two is that I hope Hollywood can stay healthy. Yeah, that's I think all. I think it's a fair concern, but you, you got to ease your way back in. I mean, you know, absolutely. I mean? you, you you know, he's had he had the one pre-draft injury, and then whatever this has been the last couple of weeks. So you know, that's two. But definitely and not a, not an easy rookie year for him. Uh, definitely not. And he's worked his ass off to be in the game and, and be in the rotation and be healthy and been a superstar at times. And like you mentioned, that little shovel pass. And I mean, what did he get? You know, 30 yards there. And, and, and he just took himself out of bounds. He's efficient. He understands. I am not the biggest guy in the world. He understands how to keep himself healthy at times and um, all kinds of good stuff on that first drive. That first yeah, drive I was would, a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was. I would say just it's. um you know, let's give him a full off season here. Yes, a full off season with the you know strength and conditioning coaches and the nutritionists and kind of see just what he a, has to just do. not even that. I agree with that, but just to like lay on the couch a couple times. Yeah, and just like rest, and you know he'll figure it out. I think you know he's bigger than Tyree Kill. I'm pretty sure. So if he can kind of put on weight like Tyree Kill, then I don't know if it's going to be a massive concern going forward. Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 okay. I just hope that he uh, ends up being able to be consistently healthy. And this offense, I mean, in this game as a whole, the offense has kind of had some struggles recently. And to be able to be as dominant as they were at home and get it, it's a swagger. It's a it's momentum building. It's it's palatable, like I said, and. It makes you feel like a badass if you're on that offense and like teams have to work to stop you, not the other way around and doing it against, you know, a defense that has been so highly touted and the multiplicity of the ways the Ravens did it with, you know, boots and options and, you know, just straight up power run games, ISO runs and lead runs. And, uh, you know, Justice Hill came in for a little bit and, and got in motion a little bit and threw some eyes around. And it, it it's a good feeling for sure. And going into the Ravens playing the Bengals, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it, Jake. I think the Ravens are going to end up being seven and two. I don't think we're going to be in disagreement there. And it's uh, so a freaking hell of a time for the Ravens to have come together amidst so much uncertainty and kind of schematic 
questions and ability to play zone defense and man defense and blitz and, uh, you know, Jihad Ward coming in, as we mentioned, and Mark Ingram being as effective as he is. And all these question marks are starting to kind of get punctuated and grammatically uh, put to an end. And it's fun. It's fun stuff. Yeah, I think it just goes to show that the season is uh, such a long, long grind and, you know, teams can really change over the course of it. I mean, if you had told me we'd be sitting here and they'd be at six and two after walking out of the stadium after that Browns loss, I would have said you were crazy. So it's uh, it's definitely cool to see them adapt on the fly and make the changes that they need to make to improve because the defense has come a long way since then. And uh, the offense has, you know, been great all season. So it's uh, cool to see. Absolutely, brother. And it's just fun. (laughs) Even if you're a casual fan and you're just like, I like the Ravens. That's the team that I like. I'm from Maryland. I like Baltimore. I like Ravens. I like Orioles. Just fun. You definitely had fun watching this one. And it's awesome. It's fun. It's it's the best product the Ravens have put on the field in a while. And I'm happy for the city of Baltimore and all that good stuff, all the bubble gum, gumdrops and rainbows and happy trails and Halloween candy and all that good stuff. It's fun, man. Watching the Ravens kick the pats in the tailbone. It doesn't get any better than that. Yep. I agree. Well, it could get better than that, uh, hopefully, uh, if they set their sights on something bigger. But we'll talk about that when and if the time comes. But uh, is that a show? I mean, it's one fifty-four in the morning, so. It's one fifty-four, brother. Let's go to bed. Yep. <sighs> if anyone is still listening, we really appreciate you. Um yeah, but thank you for doing so. My name is Jake Luke. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Luke, L O U Q U E, is how you spell my last name. You can follow Spencer at Ravens for Dummies. That's the number four in the middle. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Beatdown. Check out BaltimoreBeatdown.com for all our written stuff. There's definitely going to be a lot going around. I know our boy here is going to have a big old film review coming out of this, I'm sure. So check that out. We got Monday out. Hangover, maybe on Tuesday. Yeah, that's Jake. probably going to be a Tuesday Hangover and maybe a Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. Thursday, Friday hangover. So we'll see what happens with that, but I will definitely be releasing it within the next few days. So keep an eye out for that. Um, But yeah, in the meantime, go Ravens. Go Ravens. See ya. You see, I ain't no big sack, man. I don't like sacks, man. Mm-hmm. See, sacks take me out of my game. I like running folks down. I like interceptions and touchdowns. Busting up the streams and blocking punts. You in the gutter. You yeah, I like you that. You in the gun. I like that bump and grind. He like the trick. That boy like to get down. I like down and dirty. I like busting up screens. Yeah. <laughs> I just like hitting quarterbacks. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's my plan. That's a nice. I grab a quarterback. <laughs> 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 bang, 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 all day. <laughs> <laughs>